Welcome back to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy Calvin, the new trader, checking in for another Grand Slamming episode. On today's podcast episode, we have a special guest. His name is Ty. And what intrigued me most about him is that he had this saying where, you know, we live in a day and age where we got information here, information there, this course, that strategy, all of these different things all over the place on YouTube, everywhere. But who is actually helping traders to fix what they already have, to make what they have work, all right? And a lot of times, it's not a need of new information or new strategy, new approach. A lot of times on the journey, I can contest to this, it's really, you just need a tweaking or you need a reminder of what you believed in the beginning, which you kind of strayed away from. And so what Ty's doing and his whole um, theory on, it's not always something new that you need, but Sometimes you need to tune some things up. You need some things to be corrected. You need some things to be, you know, quote unquote, the mechanic is his nickname. So quote unquote, you need a little oil change, right? New tires, things like that. I love that <laughs> I love perspective. It. Yes, I love that perspective. So we have him here today and he's going to talk to us because this is a podcast for new beginner and developing traders. Um, he's going to talk to us about, you know, ways that we can um, fine tune what we're doing, the right way to see things. And he's going to share with us his story. So today is going to be a really good episode. He's tuned in virtually today. He's not in person, but one day when he's in the States, we're definitely going to get together. So Ty, AKA the Forex mechanic. Welcome to the Forex beginner podcast. How are you today, brother? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for the invite. When I got your email, uh, I was just like, okay, you know, this looks pretty cool. I watched some of your podcasts. I went and checked you out on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely something I can do because one of the things that I tell people is like, one of the reasons we struggle so much in trading is because we don't take the right step forward. And so being a podcast, like you said, for beginners, for developing traders, if we can take that first step forward, the rest just falls into place. Right. And so, yeah, I, I rushed to get on this. So thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely. Love your energy so far. Love your dedication for what you do. So just tell me real quick, like, how did you even get into Forex? How did this even, you know, stumble upon your path? Was this something you were looking for? Were you in a financial situation where you're like, man, I'm making good money, but how am I able to keep this money, grow this money? What was your story that got you to this point? Well, so I'm I'm originally from Canada, and um, as you said, I'm virtual, so I'm sitting in Spain right now. Um, but I was, you know, your online fitness trader, and I was lucky enough to get into that role because I had a gym up in northern Canada. I had really good business going on. Then the whole Instagram thing started to kick in. You know, Facebook ads started to take off. I'm like, I need to get on this train, and the online business just blew up. So I went completely virtual. And, you know, I love that you, you said like, oh, were you making good money? And like, I was making, you know, astronomical money as an, as an online personal trainer. Cause I was there right at the beginning, you know, that first mover advantage. And then uh, there was a tragedy in, in, in Northern Canada and actually Canada is basically on fire right now with the wildfires, unfortunately. And that actually happened in 2016, 17, I believe. Um, and I realized, you know, I'd already heard of Forex. I was already kind of looking at it in 2015. Um, but when those wildfires happened, because the majority of my business online was centered around the community and the, the province that I'm originally from. Now, as you know, Canada is a big oil and gas uh, commodity country. That's what drives our economy. And where I'm from in Canada is where all the oil sands are. And so that's where the wildfires were. And it basically burnt half the, the city that housed all the oil patch workers down like all these people had to evacuate find new homes and of course the first thing that goes is the luxuries and so i lost about 70 percent of my business as an online coach and it was 
sobering to say the least. And so I had Forex in my back pocket because I had checked it out and I had already bought the course and everything like that. And I said, okay, you know, I, I need to start taking this thing seriously. And so I, I made all the mistakes that everyone here is going to make or has already made. And it was a few years before I decided, you know, I got to really bear down and take this even more serious after this incident, hire the mentor, and then everything just kind of accelerated from there. And um, every single step forward has just been a leap and bound since then. As we both know, it is extremely easier when you have money and you come into trading, right? However, it is easier, but it does not change the learning curve. It does not change <laughs> exactly. greed at all. If anything, you're more greedy because you know you have money to kind of wiggle around with, right? And so yeah. with that being said, what are some of those 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 hurdles mentally that you had to face because it is harder when you have money to play with? I lost everything. So I did start out, I did have money at the beginning, but I lost pretty much everything. And so um, I did scrape by as I was trying to learn how to Forex. Um, I was I was cash poor, but what I wasn't poor of was time. I had a lot of time on my hands. And so because I still had my business on the side, I still had some ghostwriting stuff I was doing. So that supported me. Um, and it was paycheck to paycheck. But the one benefit that I did have was I didn't have to get up and go to work for eight hours a day. I didn't have to go somewhere for 40 hours a day. So I was able to put in, you know, the 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day of just figuring this stuff out. And really what it comes down to it um, in terms of hurdles and stuff like that, nothing about the charts I find are inconquerable. It's really what are you doing outside the charts that become the most difficult thing to, to, to basically rise above. You know, whether it's our own beliefs and values that are keeping us from making the right decisions, our external circumstances, the things we can't control, our, you know, the economy of the place that of the country we live in. There are so many other uh, hurdles there. And um, that's those are the kinds of things that I found were the most difficult to struggle with because I, I did have some mental illness problems. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, the the trauma from you know, the past, you know, the child and everything like that, that stuff really gets brought up when you don't have anything, especially when you're on top, right? When you're on top and it gets taken away from you for something you can't do anything about, um, that is just a humbling experience. And so that alone, um, get, you know, kind of digging yourself out of those trenches. It's, it's, it's really hard to say the hurdles, but it's more so the lessons you learn because of the hurdles. And you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you're responsible for this because at the end of the day, um, if we have to put, you know, a name to the hurdle, the thing that's stopping you from actually doing what you need to do, it's it, it's a dude in the mirror. It's the girl in the mirror, right? That is really the only hurdle you have to accomplish. And if you can do that, then everything else takes care of itself. Wow. So I do have to correct myself. So you literally, when things went down in Canada and you saw the decline of the online, the online coaching business, right? You literally lost everything. And how yeah. fast did that happen? How quick was that? Uh, it was, geez, it took it took some time to, to happen. Um, you know, I I didn't really help myself at all either. Um, you know, with that type of event, I I ended up getting into a substance problem. I started hanging out with the wrong people just because I had to kind of feel something because it was just so disheartening. And um, and so it was a few years of battling through that. And then that that was the struggle for me. And I'm sure a lot of people here who are listening have something similar that, that, that they're struggling with, whether, you know, it's a substance, whether it's a abusive relationship or whether it's self-esteem issues or anything like that. Um, it's it really anything that gets in your way is, is going to have that lasting impact about whether you can rise above it, like I said, or if it, if it keeps you where you are. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. So you mentioned something. You said I was literally back at zero. I was living literally check to check what was coming in of what was left of the business, correct? 
Yeah, exactly. And That's exactly then, what it was. I uh-huh. you'll keep on going. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. You That's go okay. Ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say um, I was, you know, living in my best friend's house, and then I had to move to my cousin's basement, and so things were really bleak when you go from you know traveling the world once a month to barely being able to put gas in your car. Wow. So. Yeah. You also mentioned something right after that, and that's what got me excited. Because whenever I go low, I always come back up with Triumph, right? <laughs> so yeah. then you said, but I had time. I mm-hmm. had time. So tell me the importance, because we we often hear all the time that, listen, time is your biggest asset, right? And so here you are, business that's doing outstanding. Something happens that's completely out of your control. You know, it, it, it cuts the majority of your income. You go through these things. You're dealing with substance abuse. You're dealing with depression. Like all the normal things that a person that's living their wildest dream and all of a sudden it gets cut off would feel, right, in that moment. Yeah. And you know about this skill set and you say to yourself, hey, I got time. So how powerful and how important was that time and how are you using that time to build yourself up in this skill set? Like what was the day to day looking like as you were saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to lock in on this Forex thing and I'm going to start studying. I'm going to start back testing. What was that, that like day to day looking like if you could remember? Yeah. So it, it, it really started to turn around at the end of 2019 and I, I couldn't really put um, an explanation to it until probably the last two years. Cause you know, one of my, one of my big guys that I follow on social media is Alex Ramosi. I don't know if anyone here has heard of him. And he has he has this saying, and it's called, you know, it, it says delay the ask. And and from that, sorry, there's a fly in here. And from that, um, he, he said the person who allows himself the longest time horizon is the person who will always win. And the longer you can do something without expecting something in return, the bigger the thing you get in return at the end will be. And I didn't realize it at the time. But once I adopted that kind of attitude, rather than say, you know, I, I need to make $5,000 today, or I need to make 100 bucks a day. I said, I'm going to get there when I get there. I got to knock down these pegs first, because the outcome is inevitable if you just focus on the process. Now, what I find, especially when I teach new, new, new traders, when I speak to struggling traders or developing traders, is that... That uh, is people who are trying to go twice as fast take twice as long. And the people who allow themselves twice as long get there twice as fast. Because it doesn't matter how good you are, how blessed you are. You have to make the mistakes to learn the lessons. If you don't give yourself enough space to do that, then you won't learn the lessons you need to learn. And I fortunately, because of that time that I had, I gave myself that time horizon. I said, look, you know, I'm uh, right now I'm 38 and this is probably, this is, you know, about four or five years ago. Uh, I, I basically said to myself, you know, if you just don't worry about how long it takes to get there and just focus on getting there at all, it's going to happen right away. And the next thing you know, you know, you're taking your dog to Spain because you can live on the other side of the world. And it just happens in an instant. Like the, the curve for developing that, it feels like you're not making any progress. And then one day, things pick up a little bit faster and then it compounds. We always talk about the power of compound interest in our accounts. Well, what about the, the power of compounding time, right? Where you, where everything you do gives us that much more output or, and then you get that much more and then that much more where every decision you make has this meaningful lasting impression on the rest of your life. However, you have to sit down and give yourself space for that to happen because if you don't, you're always going to be swimming upstream at the end of the day. Yeah. You're day to day in this thing. You're giving yourself no time limit. You're like, I'm just going to do it. I have time, but I'm not giving myself any time limit to master this or get this. And do you have a mentor? Are you studying on your own? How are you getting this information about Forex? So I was, how would I put it? Philosophy was my mentor, right? So basically to learn the skill set of trading, I did hire a mentor. So I found uh, I found a course that basically is the basis of my entire teachings today in terms of market structure and market principles and stuff like that, which I adjusted to fit my narrative that I want to see in the market that I prefer. And, you know, I had his course for about two or three years. And I basically said, like, you know, I was one of his star students, but I just wasn't able to make that transition into actually trading. And he says, Ty, just sign up for the one-on-ones. I promise you after a month, I just did a month of one-on-ones that changed the game for me. Right. And then after that, you know, I was, my trading was flawless. The, the market read, the analysis was incredible, but I still wasn't getting there. And I, I, it, it 
kind of lined up perfectly with another big instance in my life. And this was about uh, middle to 2020 um, when I just kind of snapped out of that, that uh, rut that I was in that rock bottom. And I said to myself, okay, you know what? You're going to do something here, right? You got a dog you love. You got a life you got to live. Like we got to make some big decisions. And I ended up dating this one uh, wonderful, wonderful person. It didn't last, it only last about six months. But after that breakup, um, you know, that was a huge lesson because I realized, hey, you're not a piece of crap. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to love yourself, which means that you also deserve to put everything you have into everything you need to, to get everything you want. And from that, I realized that I needed something bigger. And I had a, you know, quote unquote, come to Jesus moment, but it wasn't religious. It was, I found philosophy. And that gave me the introspection. It gave me the perspective um, to really round everything out in my life outside the charts. And then I realized that this, this entire mindset or perspective that I took on is perfect for trading. And so I started teaching. Because I, I always knew that my the best way I learned is to teach. And so if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, and it's not because I'm trying to say, hey, look at me, I'm I'm a philosopher. It's like, no, it's, it's for me because it's how I understand it more. And then you learn from that. And so, you know, I did have a mentor, but then, you know, just the life lessons that I created or that I experienced, sorry, uh, they taught me more than anything else. And the fact that I was ready to receive those lessons and especially with the philosophy, uh, it was stoicism, by the way, if anyone's ever heard of that, um, that was an absolute game changer. So, you know, when people who knew me four or five years ago, they say, okay, Ty, what did you do to kind of get out of what you were doing um, to where you are now? And that's the, that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing that I've had is I look for something outside the charts for meaning and purpose. And with that, everything else just kind of fell into place. And you just you just get these blinders on and it's just every like I said, every peg, every step just becomes bigger and bigger because you have that perspective of the entire world and everything that you're doing in it. We live in a day and age where there's so much information. There's so many opportunities to work with people. Right. You're mm -hmm. you're finding yourself and you're in, but you're still in this financial situation. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you justify trying to pay for one on one coaching at this point? What makes you feel like I got to find a way and I got to push and I got to like, I got to do this. Right. Yeah. What makes yeah. you still do that in spite of your situation? Um, well, if you put it, we, you know, we're talking about perspective, which I personally believe is, is basically where everyone needs to start. If they're having trouble with trading, they got, you got to change the way you see things, right. You have to change your perspective, but I thought about it and, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian. So obviously I'm a hockey fan. And, you know, I'm from Edmonton. If anyone ever watches the NHL, they know about the Oilers. They know the best player, Connor McDavid. Um, you got your Wayne Gretzky. You got Marilyn Muse. You know, you got your Michael Jordans in basketball. You got your, um, I don't really know football that well. Who would be a good football analogy? Uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, I don't, I, Peyton Manning. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and you got your Cristiano Ronaldo's and you think, okay, so these guys are the best in the world at what they do. Are they making all of their decisions for themselves? No. They have a coach telling them what plays to run, what set pieces to go to. They got an they got a, a an off ice or not off off field coach for conditioning. They have a strength coach. They have a psychological coach. I'm like, all right. So if these people who are arguably the best at what they do in the world have coaches for every single skill set that they need, who am I to to not justify paying this money to do the thing that I want to do to become the best at it? Right. Because like you said at the beginning, you know, the skill set, whether you're rich or poor, is going to be the same. And this is one thing I tell my students who who slack off or, you know, when they first get in, I'm like, just so you know, like if you want to make a million dollars or if you want to make a hundred dollars, the skill you learn is going to be the exactly the same. The only difference is how much money you have your account at the end of the day. Right. And so it's very justified when you think, where do you want to be? What are you what are you going to do to get there? And is saving that money worth putting that further ahead away from you. You know, I, I can't remember how much it was. I think it was like 500 or a thousand bucks US. I think it was 500 US. Yeah, it was 500 US. No, sorry, it was a thousand US, right? Which at the time almost cleaned out my account, right? And, um, but I did it. And I said, you know, it's worth learning that now at this present moment than saving that thousand dollars and never learning those lessons and still be struggling two years from now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So now at this point, you got this perspective. You're finding yourself. You're in your groove. You're like, man, I know who Tyler is now. 
We're ready, mm-hmm. right? You're learning. You're investing in yourself. So talk to me about how you start progressing into your profitability. All right. So <laughs> it, that's a, honestly, that's such a, a loaded uh, explanation. And, you know, it, it's all, you know, when you talk about a trader journey, um, if I, if I want to just make it really, really summarized, there's really three steps in, in, in terms of profitability. All right. It's skill, it's habit, it's outcome. All right. Two of those things we have control over. All right. And this is one of the main tenets of philosophy and stoicism is like, what can you control? What can't you control? And the people who only worry about the things that they control are generally more successful and more happy because they don't waste time focusing on things they can't control. Right. And so when we're talking about like a skill, habit, outcome, well, if you do those things in the right order, the outcome, the thing that you have no control over is inevitable. Right. And so what we want to do is we want to focus on the skill set first. And so that's what I did. I focus on K. Nothing is going to happen if I don't know what I'm doing. I cannot develop a habit around a thing I don't know how to do yet. Excuse me, sorry. And so develop the skill. And now the thing about the skill, this is the strategy. This is your trading strategy, right? And believe it or not, in in, in my opinion, I'm going to ruffle, ruffle some feathers with this, but your strategy is the least important thing when it comes to things that matter in trading, right? If it was as important as people think it is in terms of making it the center of everything, then there would be a one size fits all strategy, but there's not. There's people making money trading swing trading. There's people making money scalping. There's people making money with TA. There's people making money with uh, uh, fundamental analysis. It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is how specific can you get with your skill set? Is it discretionary, which it shouldn't be? Um, I like I, I I put up a little flow chart on my story yesterday about this is how trading needs to be. We always talk about trading like a robot. And when people hear that, it's like, oh, train without emotions. I'm like, no, it's making decisions like a robot. The When you program a robot to make decisions, it doesn't grab nuances from, oh, well, I think this might happen. It says, I'm either going to do A or B based on what parameter I get programmed. We have to create a strategy that is able to do that. All right. And once we do that, we move over to the habit forming part. All right. And this is kind of, and I was actually thinking about this this, this, this morning. What I've been saying to people is like, I'm not a Forex coach. I'm a backtesting coach. And I'm going to go even further. And I realized I'm not even a backtesting coach. I'm a habit forming coach because this is the most important part. All right. We always talk about the things that matter in trading, right? We say discipline, consistency, patience, trusting your process. You know, all these are really cute buzzwords that make us feel really good, but they don't do anything, right? Because we look at discipline as a process or patience as a process. That's actually the outcome. All right. And we know that. Because how do you do discipline? You become disciplined. And things you, you you become, you are. So what we have to do is push those things aside. Say, yes, we know we need to be those. But we have to focus on the habits that we need to do in order to become those. Right? You know, we say we need to be disciplined to be a successful trader. It's like, no. Disciplined traders are successful traders. Patient traders are successful traders, right? They're all one and the same. They're just different words for the same thing. And they are the inevitable outcome that we get when we develop the right habits. Now, once again, we have to talk about habits, right? Habits is a, it's a very generic statement, right? Well, when we look at most of the problems in trading, people like to lean towards emotions. Well, emotions are not the problem for trading traders. It is your reaction to your emotions, and you get emotional because you have misguided expectations. All right. And this is where that backtesting part comes right in the middle to develop the habits. If we want to talk about habits and trading, and this is the process that I kind of figured out um, and I started to teach people is we have to figure out what do we do to get what we want? All right. Well, we have to trade to get what we want. If we want to trade well, we better make sure our strategy works. And what's the best way to do that? Backtest the crap out of it. Right. And that is the habit that you have to develop right, over and over again, get as much data as possible, because what that data does, it provides us with a, with a, a very good uh, predictable view of what our strategy is able to accomplish. And this is why it's important to have a specific strategy, because the more specific your strategy, the more accurate your data would be. The more discretionary your strategy is, the more skewed your data is going to be, because you don't know which point you're you're going to be incorporating into your data. And so what when we get our, our really good set of data, it creates expectations. Now, unmet, or, uh, unmet expectations creates 
really, really unfortunate emotions, right? When we get mad at somebody, it's because we expected something else to happen. When somebody gets mad at us, they expected something else to happen. Whereas if you sit there and you say, okay, well, I expect this to happen because I have proof of it, right? You have a probability, and but you also know that that might not happen. And so that's what our data tells us. If we have a strategy that we, we've seen tested over hundreds of trades that has a 40% win rate, but has like a three to one RR, and then we go into the markets and we have a, you know, a 20% win rate over the last 10 trades and a two to one RR, we don't sit there and say, this is broken. We have to change it. It's like, no, I know over time, I'm going to get that good number that I like. I just have to keep on trading. But without that data, we don't have that aligned expectation, which means the emotional reaction is going to be a much uh, higher swing high and swing low, which means we are more likely to react inappropriately in the markets and do something we probably shouldn't. So when it comes to that that process into profitability, um, profitability at the end of the, end of the day is uh, over there with discipline and patience and everything else. It is the outcome. Profitability comes when you follow your follow your trading plan. Following your trading plan comes when you have data to guide you to tell you, hey, just keep trading your strategy. The biggest problem that happens, well, I keep on saying this, everything's the biggest problem, but where most people make their mistakes, it's in the next trade. And so what I mean by that is they look at what happened at the very last trade or the very last few trades, and that guides their reaction to whether they take the next trade according to the rules or if they break it or if they don't even take it at all. But the really funny thing, this is a really cool little paradox with this, is we think that when we go into a losing streak, and I think every new trader is going to experience this. You probably experience this. I used to do this all the time. We hit a losing streak. What happens? We take a break. And then guess what? Our winning streak occurs. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to catch it. And then right when we start, losing streak starts again, right? That is not an anomaly. That is statistically predictable, Okay. And it, you can do this because if I'm going to, I'm going to throw some numbers out there. So hopefully people can follow along. All right. And you know, uh, you'll see how, in how I explain it. I just, I use numbers. I use data. I don't use feeling. I don't use, I don't sit here trying to inspire you. I don't want to inspire you. I want to give you a logical, pragmatic way of seeing the markets so that your decision-making process is guided by proof and not feeling. All right. So if we, we'll go back to the, the 40% win rate. Actually, let's do a 60% win rate. It works better when you have a higher win rate, right? So let's say you have a 60% win rate, all right? So you'd get that over 1,000 trades, all right? And then over your, your last 10 trades, you don't win one trade, okay? You are on a losing streak, all right? If you have a high win rate that is higher than what you're currently performing, the longer that losing streak goes, goes on, the more likely you're going to hit an even bigger winning streak because that's how number goes. If your average is here and you're currently here, you have to get up here to bring your average back to normal. All right. So when you go on a losing streak or you underperform, you're more likely to hit that winning streak. And so that's why it's important to always take the, that next trade. And that's why if you stop at the losing streak, the winning streak happens. And then when the winning streak happens, your average is right here. It brings it to right here. And then you hop back in and then it has to come back down because you have to average it out. When you underperform, you will overperform with a higher probability afterwards. And if you overperform, you're more likely to underperform, right? Because trading is not linear, right? It's very up and down. It's, it's very, very steppy, right? And so when we have that data, it mitigates. It doesn't, it's not an absolute, you know, it doesn't perfect it, but it gives you the best chance of survival because when we trade, it's all about surviving, and you want to make sure you're in there for those winning streaks so that you outlast those losing streaks. But we don't know when the, each is going to start or end. So we always have to make sure we trade forward and keep on going. Man, when you said that was a loaded <laughs> one. <laughs> See, I told you, I warned you. Yo, let me tell you, man, we can cut the interview right here. Um, that right there is trading. That's it. That's it. Because numbers, boy. Numbers. that's it. That's it. If you just know the numbers and you just, like you said, you back test it. That's it. You have the evidence from backtesting that, hey, what I'm believing for, which is really faith, the substance of things unseen, right? So when you yeah. backtest, you have the evidence. That's the substance that, yo, if I put money in and I follow proper risk management and I just keep trading what I've backtested, the money will show up. You don't see the money, <laughs> you know what I mean, when you're backtesting. 
You just see what is possible with what you're learning. But if you mm-hmm. do that in the market, even when you see losses, if you just go back to your experience through back testing, the money will show up. The profitability will show up. And that is trading. So you go down this journey where you literally plummet down in your finances. You go through some things mentally. You find yourself. You're learning and trading. And you're seeing how this is really just a reflection of life. If mm-hmm. I become consistent, my trading becomes consistent. If I become exactly. more. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> if I, if me, Ty, become more active and more on it, right, my finances will become more active and my bank account will begin to come back up, right? And so as you're going through this journey, how many years was this from the point where you kind of had that loss in business and went through that in the beginning to when you finally stopped and actually paid attention and looked back and said, whoa, I'm back. Because when you're in it, you never notice that you're back because you're so focused on building. You're so focused on the process, right? But when did you finally just pause for a second, look and say, yo, hold up. I'm not in my relative's basement. I'm not struggling. I'm I'm mentally, I'm, I'm, I'm physically, I'm healthy and I'm, I'm living my best life. When did it finally hit you that you're back to the original, but the new improved Tyler? Yeah. So that was literally in the last couple of weeks. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very much a momentum person. And when you have momentum, you don't take a break. You, you put that, you put that gas pedal down. Right. And, you know, like I said, you know, I'm Canadian and me being here in Spain in this apartment that I have, this loft, and, you know, just all I do is trade. I go look at ancient ruins. I take my dog out. And every single time I leave my phone at home and I get to be present, I'm like, I did it. I'm back. I'm back. And actually, it's, it's funny because I told my family back home and I told my friends back home. And they're like, you know, like, okay, so you go to Spain. What's next? I'm like, honestly, if, if I died tomorrow, I'm fulfilled. Every day to me at this point is is just, it's a blessing. Um, and... You know, I'm right now in regards to like saying like, okay, like this is it. Um, It was probably, if I look back, like my, so like the problems that I had before things went south, like business wise, they started a few years earlier, obviously weren't as severe, but you know, cause nothing happens overnight, gradually builds up, builds up. So like, we're we're looking at a decade at least of like from, from bottom to top, back to bottom and then back to another new peak. Right. And you know, over the, like when I talked about what's called critical mass, it's where things seem to flatline for a while. Then you hit that point, everything takes off for you. Um, that is, is actually very recent, right? Um, you know, that is like last fall. So when we talk about time horizons, you know, this started when I was 26, 27, 28. I'm 38 now. I actually just turned 38 on Saturday. And I was able to look back and be like, yo, we did it. We did it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So you are living proof, man, that it is possible that you can use this skill set um, to change your life, to better your life, to improve your life. But it's it's becoming one with the journey. It's understanding that that is what it is, a journey. And sometimes when you throw yourself at it, it rewards you fast. Sometimes it takes a while. But for everyone, it's different. But there's an opportunity here in the foreign exchange market for somebody that may not have capital. Um, So with that being said, what are your thoughts on prop firms? And what are your thoughts about um, just the current state of retail trading and things like that? So I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm I'm funded to the teeth. Right. And I have my own money. And, you know, actually, I feel like I'm kind of lying sometimes when I say I'm a full-time trader because I actually, you know, most of my prop, my profits in my personal account, I just, I keep in there, right? Because I don't have, uh, that's my retirement, right? Um, and, you know, y- you can be a purist if you want or elitist, be like, oh, no, you got to take money from that. I'm like, who said so? I'm, I'm making bank in that account. Why, why would I, I take it out, right? But in terms of like prop firms and stuff like that, so I have a very, very strong stance on prop firms. And it's because, not because of the ability to offer funding, it's what you have to do to get there. Um, the strategies that pass challenges, 
the strategies that pass verification will inevitably lose your account when you get funded. The other way around, and there's obviously there's going to be exceptions, but this is just generally speaking, the other way around, the best strategies for having the funded account will not pass you the account. So most traders don't have that at their, those two things at their disposal. And, you know, I funded accounts, I believe, are amazing. Okay, I think they're great, but only if they're supplementary. They should not be your sole source of trading income if you're new. Um, I think even as an you know a a, a well-established seasoned trader, you're, the whole point of trading is freedom. And if you're trading under someone else's rules and parameters, you just have an, you just have another boss is what you have. So the goal is to get as much capital as you can. That's your money, right? Because if if for some reason I have slippage or if I have a bad month, right? You know I have about six hundred k in funding. Um, I have a bad month. Well, boom, gone. It's it's done. I don't have access to that money anymore. If I have 600K in my own money and I have a 10% loss in a month, it's I just lose six, you know, 60 grand. But I still have all the other money there. So as a new trader, um, as enticing prop firms are, that is is kind of a, a side quest, right? Your main focus should be the skill set and then gaining and leveraging your job to gain as much uh, money as possible, learn with that money. And then once you have that locked down, go hop over to the prop firms. Now, I've softened my stance a little bit on prop firms because the challenge and verification is now no longer an issue for most people because there's so many bots that pass it automatically. But like the HFT bots, there's a lot of EAs out there that are really good. And so you kind of you remove that barrier for entry um, to pass the challenge, but you still have to know how to trade when you get the funding. Hey, what's going on, traders? Listen, I'm sorry for interrupting today's podcast interview with Ty. His story is amazing from losing everything to building his life back up through Forex. An amazing, encouraging story. I know you are enjoying this episode, but listen, if you are seriously considering getting funded, if you have number one, tested out your strategy, back tested it, you know it like the back of your hand, you are a thousand percent confident in it. Number two, you have demonstrated proper risk management in your small trading account, your demo account, you are practicing proper risk management. And number three, you're working on your trading psychology. You're developing your mind. You are working on yourself. And by working on yourself, you know that it's going to make your trading better. If you are doing those things and you think you are ready to become a funded trader, listen, you need to pick a prop firm that has no time limits. That is best when you're looking to get funded, all right? Especially as a new beginner developing trader, when you got that time limit over your back, it's not for everyone. It seems like it's just a daunting task. It makes you rush trades, all of that stuff. So a prop firm with no time limits is ideal. But you know what's better? A prop firm with no time limits and they give you quick payouts. So with that being said, Funded Trading Plus is a prop firm that I got funded with. I got funded 100K with them. It took me about two weeks to get funded. And guess what? Once you get the funded account, okay, as soon as you go into profit on that funded account, you can go into your dashboard and you can request your first payout instantly right after you close that profitable trade in your funded account. All right. And then after that payout, you can receive a payout every seven days after that first one. All right. So we're talking about the opportunity to get paid every single week. All right. So this is Funded Trading Plus, no time limits, quick payouts. Ladies and gentlemen, if that is a prop firm that sounds good to you, go to checkout, use coupon code NEWTRADER1 and you'll get 10% off your next challenge. They have a choice between one-step challenges and two-step challenges. Whatever works for you, use the coupon code NEWTRADER1 that'll get you 10% off at checkout and let them know the Forex Beginner Podcast sent you. Now, let's get back to our podcast interview with Ty. Right, so um, that's my take on that. Now, in terms of retail trading, it's actually funny. I was talking about that when I went for my walk with my one of my best mates this morning. Is uh, we were talking about the state of retail trading. You know, he's a crypto guy. I'm a forex guy, and I think there's a massive shift in the way retail traders see the markets. And from uh, an educator's perspective, you know, I've never been one to ed to entice people with profits. Like you'll never see the money I make. 
right? Because the money I make has nothing to do about whether I can teach you how to trade, right? You'll never see, you know, a watch on my, on my social media. You'll never see a Lambo or a Ferrari. You'll never see anything superficial to make you feel like I can do the job for you, right? All you'll see is tangible proof of the people I've already done it for. And I feel like we, you know, the, the online social media space has been, you know, it's been what, seven or eight years since it really took off. And you have your first movers, you know, like you have your Q banks and you have your Lambo, Raul, you know, those are, those were like the, the original G's on the scene, right? Those are the first guys to get there. And, you know, nowadays people have been involved in the Forex market. They've, they've kind of drank the Kool-Aid of the profits and the Lambos, you know, and the watches, right? And, they're exactly in the same spot they were. Now they're even more confused because they have this, this this crazy knowledge about the markets. They have no idea how to apply it. So what I what I I'm seeing a trend now with people in my DMs, with the responses from the other podcast I did, with my students in general, uh, that that people are starting to see trading for the truth that it actually is versus the get rich quick scheme that most people thought it was at the beginning, which I too was 100% guilty of as well, right? And I think that's really good. I think that's an amazing, amazing transition because that doesn't happen a lot with industries. And that's one of the reason, things that happened with fitness was the opposite where you had the, the, the pure, the, the education, the authenticity, then you had, you know, the the abs and the butts to sell programs. And P and that's the kind of where the, the fitness industry went. But with trading, I think it's going the other way. I think it's going in a much more honest direction now. Um, and people are really starting to wise up and say, hey, you know what? The cars are awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I love those cars. Watches are nice. I think every man should eventually have a really nice expensive watch. I think, you know, going to Dubai on the weekend is cool. I personally not my scene. I'm happy in Spain. I'm not leaving. But, you know, teach their own. But people are starting to realize that that does not make you a good trader. What makes you a good trader is what you do when when nobody's watching, right? When you're not on Instagram. It's when you're sitting there, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You, you forgot to eat the day before because you were so focused on getting that data because you found your the thing you needed to find. Like, that's what makes you a good trader. And that I think that's what people are starting to realize. So I have a lot of hope. For the forex industry in that regard because you know i am seeing a trend to shift to the more authentic uh real messaging systems that are out there how do you manage risk on your personal account versus your funded accounts so risk management is obviously going to be a very very specific uh a scenario for me i used to do a three percent risk per trade right um and three three percent was not arbitrary it was because of my data. It says, and it was basically, I basically looked at my personal account. And I said, if this was a funded account, what is the safest amount of risk that I can go with based on the returns and based on the, the losses that I've experienced in my back testing that would maximize and optimize the amount coming in versus um, whether or not I would lose the account based on how much I risk. And I found 3% was the the, the golden number for me. Now, I've since decreased it to 1% because I've kind of changed my tune. And well, I haven't so much changed my tune. I, I kind of put things in perspective that it's not how much return or ROI or, or RR you get per trade with, or with your account or anything. It's just the size of your bloody account. If you want to make money in, in Forex, just have a big account. That's it. Just find a way to have a big account, right? Because the guy who has a million dollars who makes 1% a month is going to last longer than the guy who has $100,000 makes 100% a month because the risk you have to take on and the emotional stress between difference between the two, they are not the same, right? And that's one of the perspective things that I've brought on, right? Man, <laughs> that right there, that right there was, was, was everything, man. This is the second time I'm almost like, that's it, we're done. Drop everything, turn the lights. That's the second time, Ty. Come on, man. That right there is it, man. That right there is it. And that's when I really had my breakthrough, Ty, honestly. When I got to the point, I looked at my journal and I said to myself, every time I take a trade and I can lay down and go to sleep, my stop loss is set, my take profit is set, when I can lay down and go to sleep, 
and there is no worry about what that trade is doing, that was exactly. a successful trade. And when I looked at my journal, those were the trades where I was sticking around that 1% to 2%. Mm -hmm. In the account size, compared to what that one to two percent, it was it was so minimal, so minimal. And then when I look at the trades in my journal, the ones that had me emotional, the ones that had me, I always use this analogy. You know, you're watching it, biting your nails, right? You're fidgeting and mm -hmm. stuff. Those were the trades where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna add another position. So now we're four percent <laughs> risk, all right? Or I'm gonna stack up triples. Now we're at six, five, six percent. You know what I mean? Every single time, and it just hit me. And, and, and like, that was my moment. I'm just like, Calvin, trading is a matter of just keeping your emotions intact. Because if your emotions stay intact, you will be successful. Because here's another thing I figured out, Ty, that it's not about entering. Everybody's focused on the strategy and entering the trade. You lose the most money when you're already in the trade. It's how you manage the trade. That's when you make mm -hmm. or lose money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. those yeah. were the things Absolutely. that I realized from my journal and just reading that, yo, when you use that proper risk management and you just you just allow the trade to do its thing, those are the opportunities that I succeed on. And so now the focus is leveraging the funded accounts to cycle that money into my personal, to scale that personal up bigger so that we can do Exactly what you said. The person that has a million dollar account making 1% profit every month is going to always outlast and outperform the trader that may have the 100K account that's doing, you know, 100%, you know, that's flipping it every month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's just, exactly. it's less emotion, it's less decision making, which is better. Mm -hmm. It just always weighs out. The less decisions you're making on your account, the more systemized your strategy is. I'm so passionate about this because this was my my breaking point when I realized yeah. the more systemized my trading is, the less thinking I'm doing once I'm in a trade, scratch that. The less thinking I'm doing, period, the better. Yep. The better. You touched on, you touched on something really important there and it's the less decisions you have to make. And this is one thing that I always tell people. Uh, I, I actually had a one-on-one -on -one start at the beginning of this month and I'm like, okay, hey, give me your trading plan. 22 pages long. It was 22 PDF pages long. And I sat there and I'm like, no wonder you can't do this. It's take you an hour just to enter it. And the trade's gone by then, right? And so we whittle it down and it's, it's you know, we, we have some, for some reason, we think that the more complicated and the more we know about the markets, the more money we're going to make. But the dollar I make with my six rules is the exact same as a dollar that somebody else makes with 22 pages of rules. The money is not more valuable just because your strategy is more complicated. So why not just make it as easy as you can so you can get rid of that decision fatigue and just make it automatic? So I love that you said that. That's a really good point. Yeah, man. Listen, you bringing it out of me, Ty. You, you, you've already <laughs> yeah. had two or three moments here, man, that just had me going crazy. But Ty, listen, there's a trader right now that's watching this interview and they're like, man, Ty, I'm in that, I'm in that space right now. I'm in that predicament right now where, listen, my income is probably the lowest it's ever been in my life. I'm feeling depressed. I feel lost. I don't have anybody to talk to. Um, I'm dealing with some things mentally, physically, and I want to trade. I just discovered this. I just started watching this podcast, and it's something that I want to do. I feel enlightened by your story, but they're where you were when you mm -hmm. had to make that shift. What words of comfort would you give them right now? You know, at the end of the day, your focus should be on the elements in your life you can control. And if you can't control it, you got to put it aside. So you take a look at your situation. What can you do about it? What do you have a say in? And then those are the things you put your focus in. Uh, I highly recommend if you, if you want something to kind of bring yourself up and give you that mindset that says, you know what? Yes, I'm in this situation, but I can do something about it. Uh, grab the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Uh, that's where I got my start. I have my book right here. If you're watching this, all it is, my friend, it's just, it's one page a day, one passage a day. It breaks down the philosophy bit by bit. And after you read it for one week, you get goosebumps and you're just like, where has this been my entire life? And everything will spiral after that to the, to the upside. It'll start to really move and get you, get you that momentum. And, uh, but you really, you really gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of take a step back, stop everything you're doing, and say, what can I control, and what do I need to let go, go of at the end of the day. Thank you so much, Ty. 
Ty, right now, I want you to let us know where can we follow you? Where can we get in contact with you? And uh, what do you have going on? All right. Well, first off, my Instagram is your Forex Mechanic, Y-O-U-R-F-O-R-E-X. M-E-C-H-A-N-I-C. I I think I spelled all that right. Uh, That's my Instagram. Uh, I'm not as active as I should be on YouTube, but my YouTube is the same thing. I have a TikTok, same thing, but everything on Instagram goes on TikTok. So you're not really going to be discovering any any new information. So if you want to get in touch with me, hit me up on Instagram, give me a follow, let's chat. Um, And I'd I'd love to hear everyone's story. Love to hear about where you're at, where you're at and give you guys a little bit of uh, help out there. As, As far as what I got going on, is uh just just building up the business trying to help as many people as i can at this moment and just living the best life here um i mean i live in southern southern spain i'm two hours from rome i'm three hours from you know paris i'm four hours from london and just enjoying that lifestyle that uh forex really can provide for you and uh because to me that's what i value i value experiences i don't i don't really value things i you know my all my clothes are like five dollars or less i don't really have anything expensive everything expensive i have was given to me by for someone for a birthday um so that's what i have going on is just living the best life possible helping as many people as i can and hoping this thing that i'm building catches on and not so much that people join me but that other mentors and educators take a look at their program and be like hey I need to be doing more for these people that are coming into my door. So that's what I got going on. I love it, man. I love it. Listen, Ty, this has been a blessing and I thank you and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. The value that you gave in this episode. um, If somebody's really, really excited about this journey and being on it and learning, they definitely took a lot from this because I definitely I did. So. Um, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, we look forward, uh, Ty and I, we look forward to running into you at a bank one day, some bank either in the <laughs> States or internationally. All right. But here's the catch though, as you always know, um, uh, that we don't want to meet you there. We want you to beat us there. All right. And I say this slogan Ty, because it's not more so about the money. It's about, we want to meet you doing the thing that you were called to do. We want to meet you at your success point. And so I use the analogy of bank cause this is trading financial, I love all it. that type of I stuff. Love it. But anyway, me and Ty look forward to running to you at the bank one day, but you cannot meet us there. You got to beat us there. When I pull up, when Ty pulls up, um, you should, already be walking out of that bank with your duffel bag or your purse or whatever it is you have you should be walking out with a smile on your face and uh, we just believe we're all going to be successful so whether your goal is to supplement some income from your job or your goal is to fund a business through trading or to fund your retirement or maybe to one day build a inheritance for your children's children that you'll just leave for them whatever it is it's possible Ty just told you you can live your dreams with this skill set you just got to commit to the journey and just every day wake up and just make it a habit to just do the process all right so ladies and gentlemen calvin the new trader my man todd the, the excuse Thank me you my so man, much yeah absolutely my man ty the forex mechanic uh listen it's been an honor it's been a privilege till next time god bless you take care and peace <laughs>